Hi everybody, the Complex PTSD Guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist, I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD, and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. I wanted to add something to that last episode I just did, because I find it, I guess I find it really interesting. Um, So I talked about one of the symptoms of alteration, well, one of the symptoms of complex PTSD and that, that's known as alterations in self-perception. And again, like I said, I don't know that I've ever really focused on this much. I focused on it a lot, actually, but I don't know that I've ever focused on it with that title, alterations in self-perception, um, or changes in self-perception, I should, should say. But under whenever I was reading about this and I was thinking more about it, and I had talked about um, how... One of the key things about this is a sense of being completely different from other human beings underneath changes in self-perception. And this may include a sense of specialness, utter aloneness, a belief that no other person can understand, or a feeling of non-human identity. And I was thinking, all five of my favorite movies that I shared with you guys a few weeks ago, they're all about that. And so when I was saying that this is one of the biggest things that I've dealt with, this changes in self-perception, I mean, I used to think I had dissociative identity disorder or multiple personalities, or which is what that used to be known as, or even like possibly schizophrenia. I've thought about all these things over the years. And when I addressed this with a therapist recently, they said no to all of those things. Um, and I had talked about... Um, inferiority complex versus superiority complex and all that stuff um and specialness and clairvoyance and all that um like i said this has been a really big thing but i was thinking i guess sort of proof in the pudding or however you say it when i told you guys what my top five favorite movies are those top five favorite movies were developed over years of watching various movies and coming to a conclusion that all five of my favorite movies are one about mental people with mental problems or mental illness. And not just that, but a lot of times people who have sort of like multiple identity or they're very much feel like there's something special about them. And a lot of times it's either a coping mechanism or it's schizophrenia. Um, For me, when I would think things like that, It was a coping mechanism because I told you guys when I was in the hospital, when I was 21, I was in the hospital and that was when I first divulged to a nurse that I had certain beliefs about myself of like a specialness or some just special quality um, that's otherworldly, I would call it. And so it falls into this realm of all these things, but I was going to share again, my top five favorite movies, um, because I think it's, it's very telling that, you know, these are the ones I like the most. And even the, my two that come after that, my top six favorite movie, which I told you is Blade Runner 2049. In that movie, he has a concept of specialness about himself. He thinks he's like a chosen person to sort of lead the future of mankind in that movie and then he finds out he's not and it's actually um this woman who he sort of thought was his sister but it's not his sister um 
But in that movie, he kind of thought that same thing, almost like a divine power. Um, and then even in the movie I mentioned recently, that Zodiac movie, that movie was about people. It was about a murderer, but it was about somebody who has almost like a dual personality because they could never find him. They never caught him, really. And the way he went about things was very dual. It was almost like two people, but it was one person, the guy that they were trying to catch. Um, and so in my top five favorite movies, those would be probably number six and seven on my list. But my number one is Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? And I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. I'm actually going to watch it tonight. Um, I'm going to rent it and watch it. I used to have it on DVD, but I don't have it anymore because my DVD died a while back. I actually just bought a new one, my DVD player, but it's almost unheard of to even have a DVD player anymore. Um, because who watches DVDs? Although they have a, a lot at the library, I'll say that. They have a huge selection. But one of the key things, and I didn't really, I guess I wouldn't have really looked at it this way, but one of the key things in that movie, um, according to the guy who directed it, and I think he wrote it, um, the characters create illusions to help them evade feelings of their own inadequacy. So that's something that was stated about Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Um, Lawrence Kingsley said that. This is on Wikipedia too. Um, as George and Martha evaded the ugliness of their marriage by taking refuge in illusion. The play demonstrates how his characters must rid themselves of falsehood and return to the world in which they must live. That's very relatable. Um, I find that extremely relatable. Um, sort of living in a world of illusion. And I've definitely done that. And it's just it's just my favorite movie. I just think it's such a great movie. Who's Afraid, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? It's dispelling the myths that in the 50s and 60s, every, every family was this perfect little lever to be her family. It just wasn't true. That's never been true. Um, but they're living in a, a world of illusions. Um, it's a fascinating movie. And then my second one, which I've told you before, was Fight Club. That's absolutely where somebody is living in a world. He's actually, I think, schizo in it. But he's living in a world where he's like a, there's a specialness about him. And then my second, my third favorite movie, Donnie Darko, again, he's actually schizo in that too. And it's a world where he's special. There's like a, a divine otherworldly kind of thing going on there. Um, cause he's in an alternate universe, but he doesn't know it. And he's sort of traveling through a wormhole or, you know, like this other worldly universal thing, like a physics thing. And then, um, girl interrupted is my number four. And that's obvious. That obviously fits into this. Um, a belief that no other person can understand you. Um, people living in a world of illusion with Angelina Jolie's character in the movie. And then my number five movie, The House of Yes, that's absolutely a world of illusion, but also having a, a self of specialness, a sense of specialness, um, but also a, a, a world of helplessness. They feel a lot of helplessness. So, you know, when I was reading this and saying to you in the last episode, this is one of my big, big things outside of probably anxiety interpersonal problems and 
um, depression, this is my big thing that I really struggle with. Um, alterations in self-perception, which I call, and they label on here, changes in self-perception. Um, but it's underneath alterations. It's one of the symptoms of complex PTSD. And for me, it's been one of the big ones. Um, but I also specifically struggle with a lot of feelings for or over a 20-year period of wanting to hurt myself. And so for me, I think that this has been a survival technique. I create illusions that I'm special and I can overcome anything. And the world is designed for me to survive. And there's a bigger thing going on that works in my favor that's happening in the universe. Um, and even at times when I'm really, really down, like I have been this week, um, just for various reasons, a lot of times when I'm really, really down, I notice, I would say maybe a few days later, really amazing things happen in my world. And I've noticed that since high school. Um, just really big things that I wouldn't expect. Big changes that are very positive seem to happen. And it's almost like the world is favoring me or the message got out to the universe that I need help and it comes back and helps me. So like I told you before, back in 2018, when I attempted to take my life in North Carolina, when I was moving away from there, the next day, like I was literally led to the same city of the guy who I wrote my college capstone paper about. And I was in such a state of stress. There's no, you know, I had no desire to find that place. I was just trying to get back home so I can get to work and make money because I was like destitute at that time. It was really bad. I was not thinking about, oh, let's go to this town where I wrote a paper about this guy for college. Like that was not even on my mind. I wasn't even going to take that route home. I was going to go through um, like Tennessee back into Illinois. I wasn't going to drive through West Virginia, but it was various things that kind of happened like a mudslide. There was like a potential mudslide in Asheville that June because of the rain, I guess, June of early June, 2018. And then on the interstate, when I came into Kentucky, there were all these accidents that were having delays on the road or what I assume were going to be accidents because they, well, it was accidents. My GPS said it was, um, accidents ahead, hour delay, and then a two hour delay. So I took an ax, I, I took an exit and the exit I took, I later discovered that day that the guy I wrote my paper about the museum and the cabin and all this other stuff where he had preached. Um, it was a preacher, all this other stuff was right there and his grave was right there. And I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind until I saw the brochures at the hotel. But, um, you know, stuff like that, it's almost like when I'm really low and I feel like bad things are happening or my world is caving in, all of a sudden it's like the universe hears it and then boom. And to me, that is part of that feeling of like specialness and it totally falls in line with this, um, alterations in self-perception. So when things like that happen, I think it just sort of feeds it, um, and, you know, I could just say it's a coincidence. I don't know. Um, but this has definitely been a big one here for me. Or, the, like I said, the guy 
who I wrote the paper about and the guy who portrayed him lived in our house. That would be another example. Um, you know, I had no idea of that, but it's just fascinating. So I just wanted to share that and how those top five favorite movies totally fall in line with this. And I wasn't expecting that, but it's it makes perfect sense because this has been one of the biggest, the biggest things that I've struggled with and wondered about. But I also would say that it's one of the biggest things I relate to. So out of everything that I could say that I really relate to, this is a big one. This is just a very big thing here. Um, changes or alter alterations in self-perception. So I just wanted to share what some of those movies were. You might find them interesting if you struggle with the same thing or you, or you live with the same thing. Maybe not struggle with it, but if you live with the same thing where you have like a sense of being completely different from other people. Um, I definitely, it's definitely a big part of my life, a, a big, big part. So, and again, I think that it can relate to surviving, um, create almost creating an illusion to preserve yourself because the reality of the world can just be so overwhelming. I think that's part of it. But that illusion creation, which I said they did in that movie, um, they did in a, a lot of the movies I like, but that um, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, they definitely do that. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to share that. This is the Complex PTSD guy signing off.